1: Jay Scott, and you are listening to The Hook, the Ultimate Rock Community Podcast. Welcome everyone. Hope everyone's having a great weekend. We are going to be having Carl Spackler from the band Lachinga from Vancouver, Canada. How are you doing, Carl?
0: I'm doing great,
1: man. Awesome. Awesome. Welcome aboard to the inaugural New Artist Spotlight, where we will be covering ah. new. Artists, new bands, unsigned bands, bands on small labels, bands trying to get exposed. I'm a huge fan of new music. I'm a huge fan of Lachinga. I caught your video um, probably about, I don't know, like six, seven months ago. I was fooling around on YouTube, listening to some new music, and you guys were recommended in the slot after one song that was playing by a band called 1000 Mods out in Greece, and... I just let it play and I'm like, wow, who are these guys dived into your catalog and was really, really impressed.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Thanks so much, Jay.
1: Well, as we do with every episode, our first question to our guests, the first time they appear, is the essence of the show. Like every rock song has a hook that sucks you in. Every rock fan has a moment, whether it was a song, an album, a band, or performance that hooked them, that sucked them into rock and roll. What was that moment for you, Carl?
0: Um, you know, when I was really little, um, kind of a long-winded story, but uh, I was probably in about grade four, and my parents took it, Skiing, and I'd had like the Star Wars soundtrack and I was vaguely aware of disco and shit like that. And, um, you younger than that, maybe it great too, but we, my, we didn't have a lot of money. So we would go to this, this kind of crappy ski hill, you know, it was cheap. Uh, we were growing up on the prairies and down in the basement, all the folks who brought bag lunches would eat their lunches. Cause you know, we would pet make sandwiches. We couldn't afford to eat <laughs> in a fucking cafeteria up there even though I wanted to. And, uh, these older headbanger Hesher guys walked in and they put a uh, quarter in the jukebox or whatever it was back then. And a whole lot of love came on uh, the jukebox really loud and they were standing there sticking it and my jaw hit the floor. And I just, I can still remember. I can still see, you know, them standing there stretchy ski pants with a fucking long hair and like the sounds that came out. And sure enough, about 45 seconds into it, this old German fellow jumps up from the table, runs over and starts screaming at them to shut it off. And uh, it's going nuts. And they're telling him to screw off. And he fucking pulled the plug on it, jumped behind and pulled the jukebox out. And it was almost a big fight. And they were yelling at each other. And uh, I just was like, well, whatever this is, that it can do that or that, old bastard like I I want to do this what is it and my dad I remember my dad just me on the shoulder and was like you like that hey <laughs> and that was it for me I went and got whatever change I could scramble and went and bought Led Zeppelin too and wore it out and soon enough uh, my neighbor told me about this other band Black Sabbath and then I, he played me uh, Iron Man and like that was it for the Star Wars soundtrack and whatever Disney records I probably had been planned um, and I was hooked and I started, you know, checking out radio stations and just asking older guys in the neighborhood, you know, what they were playing. Before I knew it, somebody played me a copy of ACDC back when bon Scott was still alive. And, yeah. You know. <laughs> I either saved my life or wrecked my life. I'm not really sure yet, but it sure has been fun.
1: That's a great story. That's probably my favorite story so far uh, on this podcast about an old German guy yelling and pulling the plug on a jukebox while a whole lot of love was playing. That's awesome.
0: So, <laughs> yeah, you, it was uh it was quite the scene.
1: <laughs> that's that's great. So you're the singer, bass player for Lachinga. What or yeah. who was it that what? made you or not or influenced you to pick up the bass and start singing?
0: Um you know, I Geddy Lee really in the in the in the I loved early rush, seventies rush. Uh, the eighties mullet years he really wasn't that into it. But uh you know, I tried playing guitar and I wasn't very good at it. And my grandfather he fell into every place and wanted to get my family. Uh, you know, he was a little more well off drums my mom said no way and then I said guitar and I tried one, one of those Spanish ones at school in the school music room and like I was like oh boy this is, I couldn't make a chord to save my life and uh, these guys were starting a band and nobody wanted to play the bass and I saw bass on the like, four strings probably handle that <laughs> and uh, that was it I just wanted to get in there and play and then for a lot of years I didn't I'd sing I just played the bass um you know and played in a lot of bands just bass and then uh, you know I started singing some backups you know because I found I could get better jobs if you could sing a little backups you know and tried to make a living doing that and um I don't know one day you know it was, I, I was in a band and and these guys were writing the songs and I had never written songs before and I was just like I that, right? how hard can this be and then i started writing and then just started singing after that really on my own and like that was that it was, it was just out of necessity because i was not always digging the music i was playing as much you know it was, I, was, I would have all these ideas about you know rocking usually it involved rocking a lot harder than, than what we were doing and i didn't want to you know, I didn't want to play death metal or anything like that, but at the same time, I didn't want to play pop music and, um, you know, the stuff that I love, easy Top, Van and all the stuff, you know, all, all the great classics. I was like, well, let's try and write stuff in that vein because that's what you listen to, that's what you dig, and, you know, here we are.
1: <laughs> so was there an artist that influence you to write music and want to play live. I mean we, we talked about the Zeppelin moment where it hooked you on rock and roll. We talked about Geddy Lee and Rush.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, that you know, those guys for sure seem like they lived on Mount Olympus and I, I bet they do. Like um you know I'm not it was really there was a there was a there was a punk hardcore scene in, in the town I grew up in and that was I you know, would go see these bands, and like I was like, okay, like, I can for sure do this, and it's exciting, and it's fast, and especially when it kind of moved into the crossover stuff. Um, but Geddy Lee's vocals I always liked, Robert Plant's vocals I always liked. Um, so there wasn't any one person in particular. I knew when we started La that most of my favorite records um, there was a riff and there was some Banshee wailing, you know, and there's not, there's not a lot of that going on these days. Like, the, the guy from Rival Sons has obviously amazing pipes. Um, but, you know, when we first started out, and we've been going for a while now, um yeah, there wasn't a lot of, there was death metal screaming and then there's kind of the stoner rock sort of talking vocal. But, you know, that that's, you know, my favorite singers are Paul Rogers, Robert Plant, you know, Bon Scott for sure. And, and they screech, they wail, you know, they do it really fucking well. Um, but it's that, you know, that high singing with, you know, so there's just something about that, 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 that you know, loud ripping music, it just, it never ceases to, you know, make me feel great. <laughs> so, that was where it started you know and I think some people were a little shocked <laughs> at first that that was coming out of my mouth like that that voice like I can remember the guys in the band were like you know really? You're gonna really sing like that? Cause I don't know, it's a pretty small little town here and no one's doing know, like yeah I'm gonna fucking belt it whether I can do it or not I'm gonna do it and I definitely feel like I've gotten better at, at singing in that style so uh, yeah, it was really just just those old records, and and still to this day, like when I'm listening to a new band, that's there's got, got to be a good riff, and then I it's got to be good singing. If it's not good singing, you know who wants to hear it? You know same, same with it. I mean, it's a total package. Drummers Drummer, you don't have a good drummer, just don't bother. <laughs> I I learned that the hard way lots of times, but
1: you know. No, I agree 100%. You know, for me, a song's got to have a melody. It's got to have a great singer. It's got to have that kick from the drums. You know, it's got to have everything, um, you know, for me to really kind of enjoy it and to, to grasp onto it. Um, now, you mentioned Bad Company and Paul Rogers. I just saw them in July here outside of Chicago. And Paul Rogers, I think, is probably wow. 71 or 70, and he still sounds absolutely phenomenal. Just sounds great.
0: Oh, he's you know the voice, right? He yeah. those free records. We we all we love, and that company for sure too. Yeah, he lives out here somewhere in White Rock, and uh, he, so he plays here every once in a while. will I, I think I've gone to see him four or five times, and yeah, it's it's amazing at his age how he can still do it. You yeah, know, absolutely. I saw Robert Plant last summer, and uh, he he can still do it, you know, it's maybe not a hundred percent of what he could do as a younger man, but he, he did a bunch of Zeppelin songs and it was fucking amazing, you know, and that's, you know, keep going, right? You don't, you don't do it. You lose it. And those guys are just
1: kept on rocking. Absolutely. I mean, rock and roll till you die, right?
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: So let's talk about Lachinga. You guys released your debut record in 2013. You released Freewheeling in 2016. Beyond the Sky were pretty much a year ago this month or coming up here in September. Um, Yeah. How did you guys form? Where did you, you know, what was the beginnings of Lachinga?
0: How did we form? Yeah. We, um, well, I was playing in a, in a I, I had started a band before Lachinga that was, um, in a way, kind of, I didn't know it at the time, but it was, uh, it was a power trio, and it was me and a drummer and a guitar player, and um, it was, I was really into blue cheer, and I still am, I love blue cheer, and so we were really trying to do that sound, you know, just obnoxious volume long long songs jamming you know um and and it was okay it was good i kind of liked it but we just couldn't seem to get any traction and we we played for like four or five i don't know five six years maybe even together we never released anything played a shit ton of shows nobody really liked it we kind of liked it and um one day the drummer went on tour with another band and uh, the guitar player quit on me. And I, I didn't blame him. We were kind of just spinning our wheels. And I would get, I was pretty frustrated playing with them. And they're, they're great guys. they just, you know, we beat our heads against the wall for a long time. And so that, that band fell apart completely. And I had, we had a gig book, uh, a festival summer gig out here that was a good payday. And I knew there was going to be a really good crowd at it. And I, I had no band, but I didn't tell the promoter he had hired me. And I, was, I had about a month, and I was like, fuck me. I'm not getting <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm getting that fucking paycheck, and that's going to be a great party. So I called the best drummer that I knew uh, in the city and said, look, we'll split this money. I've got some songs. Uh, maybe we'll learn a few covers, but it's going to be a lot of fun. And then I called the best guitar player. That I knew, who I jammed with a few times in the other projects through the year, and I played a little bit with the drummer as well. Um, but you know, these those two guys were, and they still are, they're incredible musicians. And so I was like, it was supposed to be a one-off. I was like, look, you guys, we're just three-way split. You know, a whole bunch of beer, gonna be really fun. Blah blah blah. Let's play the show. And and they were in, and we did like just like two or three rehearsals. And uh, walked on stage, um, and and you know, we blew that crowd away. Um, <laughs> frankly. Somewhere there's some video of it actually on the on the interweb. And um, that was it. We even had a different name back then. Uh, we weren't we weren't called Lachinga. Um, uh, but we had a song and we still have a song called Lachinga. And after the show was over everyone was running up and going, Oh my god. Well, your new band's really good. Well, I love your new band, Lachinga. And i say, Well that's that's great. That's not what we're called, so it's not our name. And then other someone comes up, Man, this Lachinga band's great and I'd be like, No, no, you got the name wrong, thank you, and then it just stuck. And uh those guys had so much fun they're still putting up this my Bullshit all these years later.
1: So then you played that festival, you you started writing music with each other and then two thousand thirteen rolls around, you you put out your debut, and you move yep. on to freewheeling in 2016. And how did you guys connect with Small Stone Records out in Michigan?
0: Well, we just just through the internet. That's the the biggest thing. Uh, what was what what is so cool? The internet now, and it's it killed all the record companies, and uh, probably killed a decent way to make a living for a lot of bands, but. Uh, you can literally send your song and if somebody's, you know, like like I'm talking to you, like we've we've gone to Europe a few times. It's all because of the internet. It's, it's incredible. Um and we just had to send some songs to Smallstone, knowing like like we were big fans of that label. You know, they put out one of my favorite records, uh the brotlow uh right on time, which is
1: I love that band.
0: Probably one of the best I that that Probably one of the best records of the last twenty years. Oh, those guys are and great. And was like, I was like, well, oh, I'm such a fan. And I was like, okay, well, let's try and get on the same label as those guys because they're incredible. And Scott, bless his heart, like uh, emailed us back and said, yeah, um, the first record we put out on our own, and then the, the last two we put out on Small So yeah, we've been we've been really blessed. And me know we always talk about the old days, and you. Stick a cassette in an envelope, mail it off to some jughead or some record company somewhere, and never hear again. And like, you know, there was it was just so hard to get music out, to get the word out. You know, bands did it. I just never had any luck with it. But now, with uh, with this, it's, it's fantastic. You know, we we sell records out of our garage and we we'll mail them to Sweden and Russia, and like it's just you know, I'll put the stamp on it. I'm like I can't believe somebody in these other countries even knows who we are and wants to buy our record. Like it just still still gives me a thrill, you know?
1: Absolutely, man. I remember living in a house with a rock band in my early twenties and they were a local band in Chicago. They were, you know, of the same, you know, influence of like a old Van Halen A C D C and I remember them putting together press kits Back in the day, you know, like these big things in in press kits and and sending them out to record companies and management companies and, you know, really spinning their wheels and really finding it difficult to connect with people across the country, across the pond, you know, overseas. And that's such a great thing about the Internet is you don't need a radio station to kind of box you in and only play a certain amount of songs and no new music. If you really want to find good new music you can find it, and it's really awesome how you can connect with bands. Like you mentioned, the Brat Low. Um, I, I found those guys about a year ago as well, and I was blown away. I mean, that's a great band. They're out of Ohio, and just phenomenal, phenomenal stuff. How I found you guys, you know, fooling around on the Internet, listening to a couple bands and getting recommended. Your, your song was recommended next on YouTube, and I let it play, and I was like, wow, these guys are great. And, you know, what I, noticed, what I noticed about you guys is instantly you hear the Zeppelin influence and you hear the Sabbath influence, but when you start peeling away the orange, per se, you start to hear the Joe Walsh, you hear the ZZ Top, you know, you hear the Bad Company, you hear Free, uh, MC5, you hear all that. And what's really cool about you guys is it all seamlessly comes together. You know, like some some new bands out there, you can hear their influences, but you can really hear them. Whereas you can hear your influences, but it's all seamless. It all feels fresh and new, and it doesn't seem like it's been rehashed and recycled from something else.
0: Oh, well, thanks so much. Yeah, you know, we have, we like a lot of kinds of music. We love everything, all with sanity suspension, like we. You know, if we if we get drunk enough at a show, which we don't do often, but we'll play Joe Walsh's in the city.
1: That's my favorite song <laughs> of all time. Like,
0: yeah, we just we'll just break it out like all of a sudden and everyone in the room just smiles. You know, everybody raises a glass and it's just like, Isn't this fucking cool? How cool is this song here?
1: I love you that know? song, yeah.
0: Um so we yeah, like we 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 dig all that stuff and we really you know, we try to I don't know. just with those for me playing with those two guys. I can bring in just a really basic riff, and they're just the sparks just start to fly. and They're off and running, and and uh, you know quite often they'll take it somewhere else, which is which is great. You know, it's a real, it's so fun writing with those guys. We're actually going into uh, uh, write our next record in the next couple of months. we been messing around with ideas and stuff and uh, I, I was we were just talking last night I'm like this is this is one of my most favorite parts is like getting to actually you know get in there and just like let go and just like you know uh, for me I I love songwriting. I love writing riffs, I love jamming and, and um you know, we're really precious about it. We'll write a lot of songs. You know, I'm like, okay, let's, let's do this one. It doesn't mean we're going to, re- you know, and, and uh, that, even if it's not good, who cares? We don't have to release it. let's just right. You know what I mean? Like we're just, some bands I've been in, it's like they really agonize over it, and it's very, uh, you know, it's, it's it's a hard thing exposing yourself. Like, you guys, here's my idea. You know, it's, you're really putting yourself out there. And um, I've I've tried very hard to just be you know, the fearless butter, like this is it. Put it Okay, we won't release. Really put this one up. How about this? You know, and just like I right throw as much stuff at the wall as I can and see what sticks. You know, pardon the cliche, but like um, writing, writing with those guys is um, it's just a, it's so much fun. We have a lot of fun. A lot of times, if I can make them laugh, you know, with uh, like we had a song. On our last record called Killer Wizard, Um, which is just a boneheaded and a grand funk railroad ripoff or something, and and I brought it in and they were laughing and they were like, "You're not serious, are you?" They're like, "This is so stupid, this riff." And I was like, "You guys, are, I'm like, I love it. Let's do it. Let's do it." And now, you know, it's, it's like one of our drummers. It's one of his favorite songs to play. But first, year think like, you can't be serious. <laughs> And so, you know, we we have we have a lot of influences and we really try to you know, they're they're channeled, they're in there, but um, there's so many. We you know, like if you could see my living room, it's full of records. And um, you know, for sure we'll I'll listen to a mountain record and I'm like, Ooh, that's what a neat idea. We should we gotta do something like that. You know, and then and it'll It'll be in there, but it'll come out so mutated by the time it goes through those two guys' hands, and I won't tell them. I'll, you know, I'll be like, hey, how about something like this? And it's, by the time it comes out, it's, it doesn't sound like Mountain anymore. It sounds like whatever. It sounds like us. And I, it's, uh, it's just a blast. I love, I'll write a song, you know, and sometimes I'll think, oh, it's pretty close to that one. And then we'll play it and then they'll be like, Wow, oh, it sounds like this other band. I'm like, Really? No, it's okay, wow. And then, you know, we'll debate, you know, is it does it sound too much like something else? And in the end they're like, "Yeah, oh, it sounds like us,
1: it's good. A couple times while listening to you guys, you can hear elements of old Van Halen with the arrangement and you know the presentation of the music. It's really kinda cool because you're listening to your music and you hear like I said, you 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 hear the influences I mentioned before. And then all of a sudden, like, out of nowhere, this part of a song, or, you know, intro or whatever, like the song Hell on Wheels, for instance, off of the last record. The beginning is a total Van Halen-esque beginning. And it's so cool how it kind oh, of, yeah, you know, that... yeah, and it punches through. And then all of a sudden you hear, like, the Zeppelin and the Joe Walsh and the ZZ Top. And it's like, this is awesome. like This is this is so great. Um, <laughs> I, I love how you guys do that. It's It's just a really really cool part of a really cool element of your band how you can hear it's like it's so seamless how the influences you guys play just come right at you and it it comes out of nowhere
0: yeah you know like that was that was just we were that, that song was really written and recorded like live and and uh you know right in the studio like hey we have some studio time like okay I've got this riff okay okay and like you know the guitar player and I are we fucking love Van Halen like we we talk about Van Halen all the time we've read the books you know we're like that's that's one of our favorite bands um just just always if we're in the car if we're, if we're driving to a gig we're either playing Van Halen or UFO generally <laughs> awesome <laughs> and uh you know, and that was like, yeah, yeah, okay, let's do this, and, and it was done, you know, we didn't think that was even going on the record, we just had like an hour left in the studio, and it was like, well, we're paying for this hour, let's catch it, and with that, we didn't even talk about it, it was like, yeah, let's go like this, you know, and uh, that's, that's, we just had fun, you know, um, it's not to say we're not, sometimes it's, it's serious, there's, there can be songs that are have serious, moments in them and sometimes just having a blast you know and that's that's what i love about my favorite bands is it's the universal they're not they've got light and dark you know and I, I i think sometimes that's lost now i hope it's not i'm always looking for cool new bands but sometimes you find it's like well they just sort of have this one flavor they don't you know it's it's cool but by the time you get to the record, I'm like uh, the whole record. Like, yeah, sort of one thing. You know, where Zeppelin, Van Halen. You know, all all the greats. You know, this song's a lot of fun. This song's a little more serious. This is this is a party song. This is a song. You know, whatever. You grab your gal and dance. This one's gonna make you bang your head. You know, this one might make you think. This one makes you want to drink a beer. Like, you know, just like life the universal i agree we yeah like sometimes people you know the real serious metalhead i think sometimes don't always dig if we smile on stage for instance or whatever but like fuck them we're we're having fun you know and uh if you want to have fun if you want to rock out we're the band.
1: Exactly. I mean, you mentioned some of the bands, you know, that you were influenced by. You know, you talk about the light and the dark. You mentioned Led Zeppelin. You know, they can write a record or write an a song like Boogie With Stew or, or, or record that. And then they can, you know, on the same record, you know, play a song or record a song called Kashmir. Um, you know, yeah, and, and, totally. and, yeah, and, and ACDC. I mean, you know, ACDC is always, you know, labeled as a party band. And, and for the most part, they are. But if you... You know, listen to songs like "Ride On" and you know "Highway to Hell." You know, and then you've got songs like "Big Balls" and 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 all that. So there's some tongue and cheekness with the with the music, and that's a really cool way to write music and a really cool way to present your music too, as well. I mean, it, it kind of it's universal for oh. everybody. I uh, yeah,
0: for sure. You know, you like when I, you know, when I first got back in black, I was kind of afraid of it. <laughs> Like it was, you know. I knew it was the new singer, and the packaging scared the shit out of me. Like it was just all black, and uh, I was at my grandparents' house. I bought it at the drugstore down the street, and I smuggled it into the house. And they had a really killer stereo and headphones, and I put it on, and I was listening to it, and they were in the living room, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like it just was so dark, and and like that record sounded evil to me. I was just like. Oh, should I be listening to it? They're, like, they're not gonna dig it. And sure enough, I'm listening to it and I had my eyes closed and my grandfather pulled the headphone thing out to say, Oh, what are you listening to? And uh I can't remember what song was on, but it came blasting thing out of the speakers. They picked up the cover and they were just like they did not approve at all and just like uh yeah, you know, and they and they were a party band, but at the time when I was getting to know them they were like these scary motherfuckers that has nice voice those pictures on the back the black and white bulls or songs about hell like and let me put my love into you <laughs> like yeah yeah. I was like these are these are bad dudes and I really dig it I, and that my grandparents are so upset once again you know just like the old German oh my grandparents were pretty sweet but they had never <laughs> in their life heard anything like that you know like
1: but that's uh, the truth, though. You, you talked about true. that before with the Led Zeppelin in the jukebox, right? Now you mentioned it with ACDC, the element of your parents or adults not liking the music made you want it more, made you want to listen to it more. Yeah. You know, it, was, it was like, why is everybody so like, getting crazy about this? And it added this whole new dangerous element to it. Like, you know, you weren't supposed to listen to it. It made it so much cooler. Um, I agree with you. That was the whole part of it back then. Uh, the, 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 oh, it was so thrilling. Yes, yes. And I, you know, I have a similar story, too. When I first heard Van Halen, I was seven years old, and it was 80, 1982. And my brother had borrowed Van Halen 1 from a friend of his, and he was at school. And I don't know if I had a half day or whatever, but I was home with my mom, and I went in and took the record out of his room because my mom was cleaning the kitchen or something like that. And I took off her Barry Manilow record off the turntable, and put Van, Halen, <laughs> put Van Halen 1 in, put the jack in for the headphones, put the big, huge headphones on, and heard Running With The Devil for the first time. And I was mesmerized. I was like, man, this is badass. Like, this is, I mean, I, I was, my journey was set at that point. I was like, "This, it's going to be rock and roll music from here on out. Um, and then I heard, <laughs> you know, you really got me in the breakdown, you know, where they're doing something in the record, you know, the sexual overtones of the, of the, of the breakdown of you really got me and, and, and all that, and I was hooked. I mean, that was it, you know. I mean, um, you know, that. and, and, and hearing Running with the Devil, being raised in the Catholic family and going to Catholic school and hearing that, I knew I was not supposed to listen to it. I knew it was not you know going oh, to be yeah. accepted. So it made it so much more cooler.
0: Oh, for sure. It was like, you know, I remember I had some friends that went to a Catholic school, uh, down the street, and they had someone come to their school and gave a talk to the whole school about the Satanic album. And sure enough, this one guy went home and took all his records, and he came out of his house and had all his records. He's like, I'm getting rid of these. And we all went over, like, Well, thanks, man. Like, He's <laughs> like, This is the devil's music. like, don't mind if I do. And uh, one of them was uh, that live ACDC, If You Want Blood. And my dad was like, You can't do that what he grabbed him was like what are you doing and i was like that's okay and he was shaking his head and luckily he was in a good mood so he let's keep it because he was you know he grew up with rock and stuff like he loved all that stuff but yeah uh, it just made his head shake there's a guy with a guitar coming out of his stomach and he flipped it over his head on the back and like i was like <laughs> trying to like smuggle it in like uh, and he knew he was like, oh, the kid down the street's parents are making him give away the records. He wants you, and you're taking them. I'm like, whoa. Well. he's like, all right, and thanks, Dad.
1: I remember almost getting kicked out of Catholic school. My parents had to come to the school because a teacher found this Crocus record in my in my desk, and the the, the <laughs> cover of the album had a woman dancing or whatever, and her skirt was, like, she was twirling her skirt, like, went up, and you could see, like, the bottom part of her underwear. And I remember my fourth-grade teacher saw this, and she thought I was, like, Satan, you know, himself, and I was going to go to hell for having this record. And my parents had to come down. she was right. (laughs) She was right, you know? But, I mean, we talk about, you know, how it was back then. What, What still blows my mind is when Ozzy Osbourne... Was around in the early 80s, mid 80s. I mean, he was, you know, people thought he was Satan himself. And I remember having to smuggle in Bark at the Moon or Blizzard of Oz, Ultimate Sin, all those records. And now he's like a pop culture icon, which just makes me shake my head. Like, yeah. I, I tell my son, I'm like, you had no idea what I had to go through to listen to Ozzy Osbourne. It was like covert ops getting that record into my house, you know?
0: It was oh, it was incredible.
1: Yeah. No, we, we would, you know, I would be
0: listening to stuff, and then when my dad came home, I, I had to turn it off, like, or that was, you know, and I would listen to it really loud, but it was like the secret, <laughs> you know, it was like having a porno mag or something. Right, <laughs> yeah. It was Absolutely. a little bit, you know, I had, I had, uh, um, uh, Iron Maiden album Killers, you know, and that cover. Like that I that snuck into the house they eh? I they never saw I had that one. A monster chopping a guy with an axe and stuff like um when I was older one time too and I got into like punk rock records too, my parents heard, you know, some of those records and they were like, Do you need to talk to someone, son? Like I was like nineteen, do you want to like you know, Do you ever need to talk and I was like, I'm I'm fine. it's, it's I'm okay, it's loud aggressive music, don't worry, I'm okay, I'm not going to kill the cat or anything, I don't think, but uh, sleep with one eye open.
1: That's great. I even recognize that in the covers of your records, if you look at your album covers, they are a throwback to that time where the album covers were iconic in terms of the imagery, in terms of the artwork. I remember going to record stores as a kid and just thumbing through records for hours, admiring the artwork, looking at it, even buying records based on that. And that's something that's really yeah, cool, cause, yeah. Because yeah, a lot of new stuff, a lot of new albums, a lot of new bands don't have that element anymore. Um, you know, the iconic logo, the the artwork on the albums. It's really cool how you guys have done that.
0: Oh, thanks so much. We, um, yeah, it, that's in some ways that's kind of the hardest part. Uh, <laughs> like we're, I've already been, you know, thinking, okay, what's the next one, and we we've been fortunate to work with three different great artists. who have, You know, we, we, we kind of come up with the ideas when we tell them and we've been, we've been, uh, really lucky, uh, to get to work with these great artists. And, uh, we're, we're hoping our, our next one has some, I don't know what it's, what it's going to be called or even on it, but it's definitely, that's, it's, uh, that's definitely one of the trickier parts.
1: Well, that's my next question. So what is the future for LaChinga? You mentioned you guys starting a new record here in the next couple months. Um, you know, beyond the sky came out September of last year from some September of last year to now, you know, where has LaChinga gone? You know, like if you, if you, if you look back over the next or the last 365 days and then versus the next 365 days, what's going on with LaChinga?
0: Um, well, last, so last year we we played a ton of gigs. We um, we went down and played in Texas at the South by Southwest festival. We played played the hell out of our neck of the woods around here. Uh, you know we'll play we'll play anywhere. Uh, we finally you know got our American paperwork. I'm not sure if uh, if uh, you Americans know, but it is really fucking hard to cross the line as a rock and roll band. Um, it is a ton of paperwork and um, we have a path now where we can come down for a year. So uh, we're, our goal is to come to the States as much as we can. You know, we don't really make a ton of money doing this. So it's tricky for us to go for extended periods of time, but uh, we will, if somebody wants us and we can make it happen, we're, we're coming we're going down to california to play um in october and we're going to go back to europe in january um and somewhere in there during all of this we're really really going to try and get this new record recorded um hopefully this fall we're going to have it have it you know it's a funny thing, you know, sometimes recording can go really fast and, and other times it's a little longer. So you don't really, you know, you don't know what you're getting into. So you get into it with with that stuff um, for us. Um, uh, So yeah, it's it's getting record number four and we'd like to, we'd like to get it out sooner and later, but it just depends how it goes. You know? Um, But yeah, we're not, we're not stopping. We, uh, we left doing you know, it. We, you know, we played last night. And I uh, even though it was a concrete bunker of a place where I could not believe Jesus, it, it was so loud. Um, but we had a ton of fun. And people came out, I had a ton of fun. My, my ears are ringing. And, um, yeah, we want to do it again. We'll, uh, Somebody wants to have us come and play.
1: Just let us know. We'll try and find a way. We'd love to come to Chicago. Yeah. So, so what about it? You know, being in different places. You mentioned Europe. You mentioned, obviously, you're from Canada, and you mentioned playing some some places here in the states. What are the differences with the music scene, quote unquote? I mean, how are how are how is each place different?
0: Um, you know, we've been to Spain a, a few times, and that is uh if if you're a rock and roller, if you're playing in a band, i highly highly recommend going to play Spain because uh those people are just so mad for it um they they get into it like no other place I've ever played um you are they treat us really well. Like, uh, it doesn't, it doesn't even compare to, to North America. We had a great time in Texas and people were lovely to us and they were so awesome. Generally people are pretty nice to us in most places, but like you go there and the promoter greets you at the door and takes you out for dinner. Um, sound checks are really long. Like they're, they're just so into music, like they're so into art and they, you know, when we went there the first time, people were singing along the songs and all of us were on stage looking at each other like, Can you fucking believe this is happening? Like you guys know the words to our songs, like holy shit. And um, you know, you we also too, we'd go over there and would be like, Can you play for like two and a half hours? and we'd be like, What? Well we can, but like we're used to you know, over here lots of times like, Yeah, thirty minutes set, forty five minutes set, five band bill, blah blah blah. And we we go over there and you're the only band on the bill, and people come watch you play. When you're done playing, two hours, two hours, and then three hours later, they buy a bunch of merch, you sign some autographs, and then and then they leave. It's just it's just so different. Um, It's awesome. It's um, you know more than the like when we play, you know, you play here, and it's like okay, so you guys are on ten fifteen to you know ten forty five. Uh, if you go over time, we're turning the PA off. There's no beer. Get your shit and get the fuck out. <laughs> you know, it's more of a meat grinder sometimes in other places. And um, over there, it's lovely. But, uh, God, we, you know, I love going to America. Um, I, I love playing the States. So, yeah, for us, I don't know, every, everywhere is a little different. It's, it, we enjoy playing for people we don't know you know because then you're getting like a really true reaction like you know a room full of strangers that i love doing that like you know we get all we we get all hyped up before the show anyways and like okay let's go out there let's fucking do this let's go, let's go out there and let's fucking blow the doors off this goddamn place here we go you know it's kind of like our little huddle and the drummers always like, Shut, This isn't a football team." I'm like, "Let's fucking go!" And then we run out on stage and, and uh, just have a blast. And hopefully, generally, people seem to get into it. You know, we we rock out and they rock out, and that exchange of energy wherever we are is you know another one of the things we live for.
1: I love when that energy you know comes out like that. I, I go to a lot of shows, go to a lot of concerts, either in Chicago, the surrounding area. I go, I go up to Milwaukee. Uh, a bit too and sometimes I take my son he's 14 and we went up to Milwaukee to go see the Rink of Tours and they came out Jack White came out fired up the energy from the stage and in the crowd it was like the first six songs was just you know zero to 60 in two seconds and at the end of the show I'm walking out I look at my son I go that's how it's done it's like, what do you mean? I go, I go. That's that's old school. Like when you when you went, when I saw a show when I was a kid, the band came on and they held you, you know, the energy just held you for however long it was. But it was like a big punch when they came out, and that's how it was with the Rank And I, you know, I've seen a lot of newer bands too, and they're good and they and they're really good live. But there's that there's never that moment I've seen yet. Well, I saw Rival Sons. I've seen them, and they were, and they yeah. and they had that moment. Where it just they they go right up the mountain and it's just and it just stays there the whole time, um, and yeah. yeah, it's it's a beautiful thing when that happens. It's just like the synergy that's just you know you can't even describe.
0: Oh yeah, and you know memories you'll have for life,
1: right? You know? right. That's
0: you know you just you get bonded to bands for forever, you know. Like uh, I saw I saw Van Halen once with, with David Lee Roth. And uh, way back when the 1984 tour, and uh, you know, forever, I'm always gonna love that record. I'm always like, I'm always going to hear that record and smile, you know, just I can still picture that show. Yeah, he went on on stage and like was like, Hey, Calgary, how's it going? You know, and uh, what did you say? You make Texas look like Pakistan, man, <laughs> 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 the whole place. Erupted in laughter, and uh, you know, just what a showman, what an energy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it's, it's just it's stuff like that you remember forever.
1: I I, I feel you, man. I, I I totally agree. You know, some of the greatest memories were you know from my childhood or you know my early twenties or whatever are from a show, and then connecting, and then w- once you hear a show and you hear it played live, the song never sounds the same after that um it it opens up a whole new door of that wasn't there before you heard it live so for you guys yeah so for you guys you know you know start working on the new record um you got some you know tour dates coming up how does the recording process for you guys go you touched on a little bit where you just play a song that you've been you know you have an idea for and see where it goes. Do, does each guy bring a, a, an, an idea in, or is it all just collective with all three of you guys? Once you guys get in the studio, do you do stuff before? How does that work?
0: Um. Well, I, I, I'll bring in an idea, and usually to the rehearsal room. Um, we got a great little jam room um, that we go to on the weekends, and um, and you know, I'll. I'll play a little bit and then the guys will, will tinker around a little bit, but we don't, we, we don't want to overplay it. I don't know. We've always, what, what we've always done, um, is kind of go into the studio with, you know, it's just sort of a, it's an idea. It's not totally fleshed out. Um, and try to cap really capture something, you know, being born, so to speak. Um, they're not. They're not. We haven't been playing them and playing them and playing them. It's like okay, and and that's just how it's worked out. You know, maybe this one will, maybe this one will be different. But so far, every record is like, okay, we're in the studio. Uh, what do you got? Oh, remember we kind of tinkered with this. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and then we'll, okay, let's just take fifteen minutes here and we're like, okay, well, what if we do this? What if we do that? Um, sure. Okay. Turn the machine on. Here we go. Psh, let's try it. You know, we we two or three takes, and if we like it, and we keep it, and and but we don't, you know, we don't. I I've read that like Bob Rock plays songs, gets the band to play the song like fifty times or something like that, and and I I I think I might have a ADHD. I don't think I could play a song fifty times in a row. Uh, you know, I just we I like to have the sparks flying. Uh, right there it's like okay this is how it goes I think you know what about this okay oh you know it needs a bridge or is that a bridge yeah, or whatever and we just we just make it right there um, and we've done that for pretty much every single record I don't think I don't think we've come in with any fully formed songs just sort of half-baked <laughs> and it it keeps it fresh and it, it feels really exciting you know to be uh, flying by the seat of your pants like you you know there's times we look at each other and our eyes are bugging out of our heads because we know the cage rolling and we're doing this part and i don't really know how it's going to end and i i'm actually not even sure where we are in the song right now because it's being written while we're playing it and then um yeah it's just it's, it's just exciting and it doesn't always work out but you know who cares looks like I, I'm like, well, let's write another one. Here's another riff. There we go. You know, I I really try to be, you know, like I talked about before, just as brave as possible. I'm like, you can laugh at this idea or you can think it's stupid. I don't care. Let's try it because you might not be right. I might not be right. You know, a lot of a lot of great songs, bands bands wrote them, and people in the band are like, oh, this one's not so good, and then they hear them back later and they're like, wow. Hey, you know what? That is pretty cool. You know, you don't. It's it's hard sometimes. You're you're in the moment. You have zero perspective. I always say, you know what? If if somebody likes something about this, let's give it a try. Because at the end of the day, it really sucks. <laughs> just delete it. You know. Um,
1: yeah, but, and and I also think too. Yeah. You know, the energy when when you're doing something organically like that. You know, where it's just. You don't know where it's gonna go, and and you are just kind of playing, and and it's kind of like an an adventure, a journey for each song. And I think there is an element, yeah, uh, yeah uh, it brings out like a freshness of the, of it as well, because your guys are discovering it as the listeners discovering it almost. You know, like you know, the the listener doesn't know where the song is gonna go when they first play it, and it kind of sounds like you guys didn't either when you guys first started playing it. So that's kind of a cool connection yeah, with, oh the, yeah, with the with the audience. Sure.
0: Yeah, it's just, it's, there's energy, there's some fire, you know, hopefully there's some cool twists and turns and some action. And, um, yeah. And at the end of the day, you know, we're just like, well, if we dig it, hopefully somebody digs it. You know, we, we really are making music in a weird way for us. You know, like this is what we like. This is what, you know, like you were saying those influences, that's what we live and breathe. You know the majority of the music I listen to is that's, I, You know I listen to the blues. And I'll listen to old old school country music lots of times. Like last night, I got home at like three a.m. And I was listening to some old Warren on. You know, half drunk, listening to Carmelita over and over. But at the end of the day, you know, when we go in the room, it's like, fuck, oh, give me a big rock riff and give me a huge beat and somebody scream and here we go. <laughs> A beautiful you know, thing like, so, yeah, we like action, you know like when we when we play, you know we if there's you know, if there's energy there's there's action, it's exciting, I think anyways, you know, when I go see a band, that's kind of what I'm looking for too, right if you, you know like make me care you you put out some energy, you know don't be so coolly just stand there and like I don't know, maybe some people can probably do that, I can't. <laughs> You know, just stand there and play your guitar and like, Yeah, that's okay. I you know, I wanna sell that sizzle and when I hear those when I hear my favorite rock songs like I'm either dancing or, you know, banging my head or whatever. You know, it's I always I always laugh, you know, you know, with the the music people dance to today, it's like, Yeah, yeah you know, and I'll put on like to me like motorhead that motorhead song bomber. Uh, that's a tool to me if you want, if I want to cut a rug I'll put that song on it makes me want to dance around the living room you know or like a lot of that those records are you know you want to dance you want to you want to groove you want to rock out uh, you know they're 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 hard driving but at the same time they swing that's funky yep you know and that's that's another element that, that I think that we have that that uh, you know the last producer we worked with you was like you guys are really Groovy, do you know that? <laughs> and we're like, yeah, you know, we're 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 trying to trying to get the girls to dance, see the guys to rock out. Hopefully, your your old lady wants to shake her ass too.
1: I I mean, I agree with you, man. I mean, you know, it used to be where you know the song can swing. You know, like when you talk about the song "Bomber," right? You hear that, you hear that drum kick, you hear the guitar, you hear Lemmy's vocals in that, and that song can really it makes you tap your foot. You know, I mean, it's just. It is what it is. It's motorhead. It's just in your face, rock and roll, and it's about having a good time and jumping up and down and, and all about the energy. When, yeah. Oh, I love that stuff. When I see descriptions of you guys online, now it used to be and, and it, it sounds like we're from the same, you know, generation, but it, it used to be it was rock, rock and roll, hard rock. Heavy metal. That was the genres that you had to deal with when you were when my age when I was you know, was a kid when I was a kid. And I see now like all these sub genres and, and sometimes I don't understand them. Um and I see the stoner rock label put on Lachinga. And for me, all I hear is yeah. all I hear is great rock and roll. Great, I mean, that's what I hear. I don't hear stoner rock. I don't hear this type of rock. I hear rock and roll what about how does it make you feel when you're categorized in that does that box you into a certain thing does it kind of hinder you how do you feel about that
0: um we play like we get asked to play a lot of stoner rock festivals so we're always honored and thrilled that that anybody wants us like Whoa, we're you know we'll play anywhere we're horse like <laughs> like hey guys let's do it let's rock out you know. I yeah, say a gig's more fun than jamming most of the time oh uh, well, the jam is pretty fun, but so the labels it hasn't really you know we do sort of stick out on the bills i find uh we're we're different than everybody else but um on the bills generally um, but uh it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't bother me we're you know we're we just think of ourselves as a rock band, just like you say, like we get, um, you know, I, I like heavy metal. I I love a lot of heavy metal. I don't love the really extreme stuff. Like there's, I think mean, it's just the generation gap. As soon as the death metal stuff started, I'm just like, I just don't know what's going on. <laughs> Why is the guy
1: screaming yeah, at us like that? Rah, rah, rah. I, t- I tapped out too. You know, well, so, gonna,
0: yeah. And yeah, like it, and it's like, I think it's, and the younger guys that that I hang out with, they love that stuff and they totally get it. Like, like if that stuff comes along, I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) I don't, why are you guys doing this? But, um, so yeah, we sort of, you know, we, to me, like a lot of early heavy metal is still rock and roll. You know, even like the Nawabum stuff, I love that stuff. Um, Even early Iron Maiden, yes, it's heavy metal, but it's still rock and roll you know what I mean? Like it's, um, and it definitely, when it gets really metal, okay, that's metal. That's just pure metal. Um, and we're, you know, we're a rock band that dapples in metal. We're, we're, you know, we're a hard rock band that we love. I love a lot of that sleazy 80s sunset strips. I, we love that shit too. You know, we don't wear spandex, um, or anything like that, like a steel pants or whatever. But, we just love, we love so many kinds of music, um, mostly different kinds of rock. And at the end of the day for us, it just comes out of rock and roll, you know, punk rock, sleaze rock, you know, hard rock, heavy metal. And it's, it's all, it's all the same really to, uh, to a certain degree. So yeah, the stoner, the stoner rock thing, it, it doesn't, it doesn't bug me. It, it's kind of, you know, it's, Back in the old days, I think they just called it heavy. Maybe you smoke pot and listen to
1: Led Zeppelin, you're a stoner. <laughs> what was the What was the phrase? I don't know if they had this up in Canada. The burnout, you know, the the Iron Maiden yeah. back patch or the Judas Priest back patch or the Saxon back patch, you know, on your jean jacket. I yeah. remember those days. And and uh, yeah, uh, you know, when you mentioned the new album, you know, movement as well. You know, the early maidens, the Diamond Heads, the Tigers of Pantang's. I love that stuff. It's so. I love. Yeah. oh It's so exciting. The, you, the Tigers of, of
0: Pantang. That's like to me. That's just great rock and roll. Yeah. You know those are those. It's just ass kicking hard rock. You know UFO like it, I guess or the heavy metal. I don't know. I guess. I mean it's just wicked rock and roll. Mm-hmm. You know even even Diamond Head. You know you can hear the Red Zeppelin in them. You know it's uh, that uh, we love that stuff. I yeah, love it's that, exciting. It's yeah. Exciting music.
1: I love that m- movement because it was so honest and so primitive. Like when you listen to all those bands, there were no frills. You know, there were no tricks in the studio. It was just they, they, they played it, they recorded it, and they put it out. And it was, it is what it yeah. was. You know, it wasn't anything fancy with 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 all these different arrangements and all that stuff. It was just like you said, man, just rock and roll. Yeah.
0: Oh, totally. And 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 fun, yeah, innocent, fun, raw, rough. Uh, you know, do it yourself. It, it just yeah. There's I just got a compilation a few months ago of, of uh, a double compilation of really rare uh, new album tracks I'd never heard before. Uh, this vinyl thing that came out, and it's I I just love playing it because it's you know you can just hear the passion these guys have to like go and kick some ass and maybe it's not always, you know, played at a, you know, at the highest caliber or whatever, but that's what rock and roll is. You don't have to be, you don't have to be an amazing musician. It helps. But, uh, if you know your limits kind of, so to speak or whatever, and can work your way around it, uh, you know, some of my, you know, what was I listening to yesterday? That girl's school song demolition that's a great rock and roll song. I don't know if you know that one. It's just like, it's so exciting. It's just one riff and they scream demolition every once in a while. Yeah. um, Just, just fun. Just, you know, makes me want to, you know, get in the car, roll the windows down, crank it up, and, you know, do burnouts in the street.
1: My, uh, my drug of choice is Discogs. And it's going to be the death of me because when I go on there and I start looking up like Vardis Records or, What's the other, you know, Tank Records? I'm like, I must have it. I must have it. And then I'm like, oh, I just spent this much money on this stuff, you know, because it's, you can't find it. You can't find it really anywhere. You got to like really search for it.
0: Yeah. And it's always in that stuff, always in England. Yeah. So it's, 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 I, yeah, my want list has some, some really scary. Expensive records will come up, and I try not to show my wife. They'll come in the mail. I'm like, oh, I don't worry about that.
1: But I needed, I like, well, I I needed this. I needed this. Yeah.
0: She's like, "You're but why You just listen to it on Spotify." I'm like, "Yeah." God, now I own it. It's mine. I have the artifact. You know, this is just something so fun about pulling the vinyl records out and looking at the art, and you know, it just
1: makes you feel like a little kid again. It's the physical connection, you know, and I think. You know, I've talked about this on previous episodes where the biggest problem with the music industry today is the lack of connection, physical connection people have with music. It used to be you could hold it, you could touch it, you could feel it, and you could listen to it all at the same time. Now there's nothing to hold in your hand. It's all point, click, download, play, and it doesn't have the same vibe as it did years ago. And I think once, if at all, we're able to capture that again, I think you'll see a whole different type of movement in my opinion.
0: Yeah. It, well, it's, it's, you know, for people today, like, they don't even, I find anyways, people struggle to listen to, when I'm, they'll struggle to listen to a whole song, they'll listen to the beginning, the shit skip, skip, skip. Yeah. Like, they just have, things seems like attentions are shorter, or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, would not to have to get off my lawn a moment for the old man, but sometimes it's like,
1: no, I don't think it's, you yeah it, I, I think it's like more, you guys, just... go ahead.
0: No, I don't know. Just, just like you don't, you're not even giving it a chance or like, oh, I'll, I'll listen to new music and I'll be like, yeah, it's oh, next, next, next. You know, Spotify doesn't even pay the artist until a person's played it for 30 seconds. Yeah. You know, like, uh, and I, I just find people just scroll through shit really really fast at least the, at least the youngsters that I hang out with anyways I'm always like man you guys got ADHD for sure here um, you know that is I think the other maybe the, the the other side of the internet is there's everything you know the, the, when I was a kid you were into music you were into music you know you went home and you listened to the records, and you were just into the music that's the guitar players that I knew they took their guitar to school you know the basketball players had their basketball at school they're bouncing and walking down the hallways. you know everybody sort of had their thing and they did it whereas now i find people are like you know they like a little bit of everything which is cool but we always debate like why are there not as many guitar heroes around as there used to be or not many new ones and we'll find some really find a good player and stuff but you know you remember when you were little like it was like there was always the debate on who's the best guitar player who's the best guitar player nobody really people talk about the old guitar players but no one's ever like you know other than Joe Bonamassa or whatever like that people don't you know when the new bands come it's, it's rare you know it's like wow that guy shreds you know I, I find anyway where it was always a great debate you know who's the best drummer and, and just knowing the players that I know like when they were little that's all they did was they played all the fucking time they you know our drummer played the drums all the time the guitar player he played the guitar that's all he did he was just didn't play basketball didn't do this didn't do that That, that's what he did and there wasn't you know the internet there wasn't a million things there wasn't you know video games were okay and now it's like everything is kind of you can do everything and maybe you don't have as many people doing one thing really well. To me, anyway. That's my theory for why there's not as many guitar heroes.
1: Well, I think it is slowly changing. I think rock music is on the cusp of a resurgence. I think a band like Lachinga is going to be there. I think you you guys are going to help lead the charge. I think if you look over the last two, three years, there's a... There's a there's a bubble of, of new bands and newer music that's just underneath the surface. And I think there's a couple new bands that have been really successful, and I think that's going to be good for everybody in the long run. You know, I think, you know, when you talk about the Greta Van Fleets and the Struts, whether you like them or not, they're good for the whole, yeah. they're, they're, they're good for the whole brand of music, of rock music. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And I think uh, it's coming. I think it's coming back. You know, it'll never be what it was, but it'll be different, but it'll be just as good. And the the new music that's out there that I've heard, that I'm listening to, is just kick ass. And, you know, in in, in closing, Carl, I want to thank you for doing this. Lachinga is just an outstanding band. Um, For all my listeners out there, all my Twitter followers, check this band out. They are kick ass. If you like, The Zeppelin, if you like the Sabbath, ZZ Top, those types of influences, like we talked about earlier before, you're going to like this band. So any final thoughts, Carl?
0: Thanks so much, Jay. I just want to say thanks uh, so much for doing this. We're uh, honored and and thrilled to be on your podcast. And, uh, yeah, hopefully one of these days we get to Chicago. We'd love to come and play. And, uh, yeah, keep on on rocking, man.
1: I do appreciate it, and I do hope you do come to Chicago because I'd love to see you guys play.
0: That's definitely, uh, it's definitely on our list, man. We'll, uh, we'll,
1: we'll make it happen for sure. Awesome, awesome. Well, hey, once again, this is The Hook, the Ultimate Rock Community Podcast. I'm Jay Scott. Everyone have a great day out there, and we'll talk again soon. Take care.